Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stanfield, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Greggy? Here we are on a Thursday getting ready for the Cowboys versus the Saints. How are the Cowboys? Welcoming in all listeners, all viewers, doesn't matter your color, your age, your race. It doesn't matter who you are, your gender. We're welcoming in grandmas. Grandpas, Clowns. whoever wants to listen to us dance, watch us dance, listen to us sing. You got a kid at home who likes SpongeBob. Make sure you're watching the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, where we will take care of everybody. If you're a professional fantasy player, if you're a novice fantasy player, we will help you because everybody, hashtag stats win chips. Swag doesn't win chips. Stats win chips. That brings me, I just, I got to get this off my chest. Please, right? please, first, right ahead, yeah. First point of the day, you know, I, w- I wake up. First thing I do every morning, I look at waivers. I want to see what happened. Sure. We play in the Carton League together. Yeah. I find it inspiring, man. I really, part of this job is when you can help people become better fantasy players. Of course. That's what we're trying to do. It means a lot. And, you know, there's a lot of people who respond to us on Twitter and say, look, man, you helped me do this. You helped me do that. I inspired someone yesterday. That's awesome. I inspired Uh, someone. was Was it one of our listeners? Yeah, I would say it's a listener. I would say it's a listener. You know, uh, this person hasn't gotten off to the great, the, the best start this year in fantasy football. Um, I would probably rank them in the novice category. So they need us. Yeah. Uh, this person had a 2-10 and 10 record yesterday. Had Still not, has a 2-10 record. Had, had a nine, $975 left of their fab. So of the, the $1,000 fab. In week 13, $975 of your fab left, Greg. So did he put it like... It all on a defense or a kicker or what did he do? I mean, he was all over the place. He was spending money. He listened to the waiver wire episode of the BFFs. He made sure he knew who to get in. He had to spend his money. I mean, it might be a little bit too late. When you're two and ten, it's hard to come back from that. But we inspired the fantasy fraud yesterday, Corey Parson, in the Carton League to finally spend his fab. I woke up, put a smile on my do you face. Think, do you think he thought five hundred dollars on Justin Jackson? <laughs> $200 on Antonio Callaway. $200 on the Broncos defense. Whatever defense, it doesn't matter. Greg, so you, this is why we're here to help the novices. Like Corey the Parson? fantasy frauds. Yeah. We will help everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. So Put a smile on my face, it, Greg. It's super interesting to be able to help people. You know, it's funny because you'd think like those that, that call other people out for not playing fantasy football would, would know that you don't. You don't save nine hundred and seventy-five out of one thousand dollars left for week thirteen. I believe you know. A wise man once said, y- "You can't take it to the strip club with you." Can't take it. Do, yeah, you do, can't do take it back to the strip you think club he, with do you. Do you think he tried? He probably tried. Is that what it was? Then he got turned yeah. down again. Yeah. Is that is that what it was? Is so. that what it That's what was? Here, Greg. And then you spend it on on Justin Jackson. Five hundred dollars. Uh, Justin Jackson. Is that going to turn a two and ten you know, team around? You know what's amazing? I don't um, know about yeah, that one, Greg. Uh, I, I like li- Justin Jackson, but five hundred dollars. Uh, I was a lot listening. Of money, Greg. I was listening to the to the fantasy football frenzy myself. The fan, uh, the frenzy. Yes. The they don't frenzy. talk about yeah, fantasy yeah. football. They're the frenzy. I was listening to that yesterday. And they, they said a lot in response to us, as I expected, and rightfully so. Everyone should be able to respond. Said a lot about you, and I'll, I'll let you... I got, I got the hair gel in today. Looking yeah, good. You look good. Make sure I got you a lot good. of it in there. No, they said a lot about me. Uh, me too. And I think the, main, the biggest critique that, that I've received response on Twitter and the people uh, talking about uh, in our YouTube chat is, do I play fantasy football? Frank, uh, I, I believe I play quite a few leagues 
uh, of fantasy Dude, football with, with you. You're fab too. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I also play fantasy baseball, and while I'm not, I'm not a tout. I update my team, and I, I, I know what a fan. I know what a baseball is. Baseball. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if, you, if you don't like stats, don't play fantasy baseball. He doesn't. No. So you're good. No. He's good. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about that. Yeah. He's probably excited about Robinson Cano to the Mets, which is no one should be excited about. <laughs> That's okay. Except if uh, you're Michael Florio, of course. Yeah. Different discussion for another day. Nevertheless, fantasy football frenzy. You can, the fantasy frenzy. frenzy. I apologize. Frank, the frenzy. You can catch that coming up next uh, as our post-game show. Because you know how yeah, post game yeah, show. That, that, we're the main show. Well, we're, we're the main show. We have the post game show. Inside injuries. Virginia Zakis will join the program today uh, to talk with us. We're also going to answer your questions throughout. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. Now, Frank, we got Thursday night football tonight. The Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. The New Orleans Saints. The good game, uh, but no Tyron Smith potentially for Dallas. Yeah, Cowboys as of right now, seven and a half point home dogs. I like the over in this game. Just, you know, first glance, 51 and a half points. I mean, if we're going to talk about who's starting in this game, you're obviously starting Drew Brees. He's a must start. Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, look, it's not the best matchup against the Saints. They've been great against the run all year. But Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, I, I believe I read somewhere last night, he's had at least 120 rushing yards and a touchdown in three straight games. The guy is just ridiculous right now. They're using him more in the pass game, too. Talk about the pass game. Greg, I mentioned Dak Prescott. Where was I going to have Dak Prescott ranked? I moved them up to QB 13 yesterday. With the Cowboys 7.5-point home dogs in this matchup, I'm expecting them to be playing from behind. Yeah, I, I know that they're going to try and take the air out of the football and run it with Ezekiel Elliott as much as they possibly could. But when it comes down to it, Dak Prescott's playing really well right now, a rushing touchdown in five of his last six games. He's throwing the ball better since Amari Cooper has joined the team. We saw what Amari Cooper did. One week ago on Thanksgiving against Washington uh, and against the New Orleans Saints, I know that their, their corners, their secondary has played better as of late. They're still allowing the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this season. They allowed 300 receiving yards to wide receivers on Thanksgiving. The Falcons didn't have enough points to come away with that game, obviously, but 300 yards to just wide receivers? Yeah. Julio Jones did his thing. Calvin Ridley should have had another touchdown. He got the ball punched out within the five-yard line, so... Amari Cooper, he's inside my top 15 at wide receiver this week. Very excited about Dak Prescott. I'd use Dak Prescott over Aaron Rodgers. I'd use him over Tom Brady. And I know it's risky because it's Thursday night football, and this is a a win-in-your-in situation for a lot of people, Greg. The worst part about a win-in-your-in situation is starting players on a Thursday night and that player just giving you a dud. But at this point, I've seen enough. We're at this point where since week six, Dak Prescott is QB8 overall. We're at this point where it's not just a small sample size anymore. This is becoming a trend where he's playing really, really well. Absolutely. Now, the, as you said, the game script is going to favor Dak Prescott throwing the football tonight because New Orleans have not lost the game since week one of this season. They fell to Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay of in week teams. one. They have won every other game they have played this season. And going into Dallas tonight, remember, they, they have a week. They, they, it's not a short week for anybody, which, is, which you have to remember. Mm-hmm. So we normally... Always say, and a lot, sometimes you got off silly, Frank, but, but the over, you like the home team, it's a short week, whatnot. You can't do that today because it's, it's totally different. I'm still going to take the over. But, yeah, I mean, you take uh, the over in every Saints game. New Orleans. I'm still going to take the over, but you have to realize this is not a typical Thursday night football game. This is a full week of practice. This is a full week of preparation. Drew Brees, New Orleans, they're going to be ready. Traquan Smith is back, which I'm excited about. Yep. And... I go back a week ago, when the top pickups, if you remember, on the waiver wire, or the top players we told you to pick up, were Traquan Smith, Anthony Miller, Cortland Sutton, and DJ Moore. And we sit here today, and a lot, really a lot has changed mm-hmm. in the one week since we were all excited about these guys. Traquan Smith, he didn't play last week. Cortland Sutton had one catch. Anthony Miller was without his quarterback, and DJ Moore went off. It was amazing. He was amazing. Continues to be amazing. Continues to be amazing. He's Setting himself up for second in the Rookie of the Year voting? Probably. Um, nah, Philip Lindsay. Fair enough. Yeah, Philip Lindsay's going to take that one home, Greggy. Fair enough. Phil. And, I like you know, how you talk about I like how you didn't even flinch at that. No, That's because, good. I mean, it's been a topic of conversation. Philip Lindsay has been getting a job done. But I'm interested to hear what Inside Injuries has to say about Devin Funches. I know he returned to practice today. So did Curtis Samuel. He sat, sat out yesterday with a hamstring injury. But that kind of muddies the waters, right? Because it's a great matchup for... 
all pass catchers. They're going up against Tampa Bay. So we, we've been streaming you know, wide receivers and tight ends against Tampa Bay all season long. Uh, the last time Greg Olson faced Tampa Bay, he scored a touchdown in that game as well. So I had DJ Moore inside my top 20 wide receivers, and that might be a little bit aggressive, but it's the matchup. It's the matchup against Tampa Bay. Yeah. But if, you know, if Devin Funches is healthy now and Curtis Samuel, I still believe in what I said, that the Panthers are starting to phase out Devin Funches. They know he's an unrestricted free agent. They obviously use a very high draft pick on DJ Moore for a reason, but it definitely does muddy the waters a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. For Dallas, Mark Cooper said earlier today, he feels invigorated playing with Dallas. He's excited again. He likes football again. They're treating him like the number one wide receiver he is, Greg. Correct. Why, like, why, did, why did he have to get traded for this to happen? He was in Oakland. He should have been a target monster. He should have been one of these guys who gets you know, 25% of the target share. But for whatever reason, and it wasn't just John Gruden because it was last year too. He was super inconsistent. And I know some of it's on Amari Cooper. He drops the ball. He didn't do well in the red zone. He would get shut down by strong cornerbacks. But you know what? He just went up against a strong cornerback last week too, right? Yeah. In Josh Norman. Yes. Or at least that's what we suspect to be a strong cornerback in Josh Norman. He hasn't necessarily been that the past couple of years. But Amari Cooper... He needed those targets, and now he's finally getting that opportunity. I like him again tonight. I know he might see Marshawn Lattimore, but given the targets that he's seeing and the plays that he's making, especially after the catch last week, what he's able to do, the fact that the Cowboys are likely playing from behind in this matchup, again, I I can't touch the spread at plus 7.5 because the Saints, I mean, regardless of where they're playing right now, they're blowing teams, everybody out by 21, 28 points. You could tease this game up to 14.5. For the Cowboys, and you still might even be in danger. Like, that's how good the Saints are playing right now. So, I'll take the over once again. I like that for tonight. Um, I haven't really looked into the props yet. Computer not working, once again. Uh, see if I could grab that computer over there throughout the break. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for tonight. Should be a good game. Greg. Yeah, it should be very, very fun. Ezekiel Elliott is how any player in the league as well. We'll see if Alvin Kamara could find the end zone again uh, after last week's, what, 40-point outing, and he didn't get in, which is crazy. Yeah, I think we should, you know, mention at the top here, we're going to talk about injuries again, but Mitchell Trubisky, not going to play. They've already said that Chase Daniel is going to play once again this week against the... Oh, you're, fa- you're fast-forwarding to Sunday now? What? You're fast-forwarding to Sunday? Well, it's, it's in the news, Greg. Well, I, I understand it's in the news, but yeah. I, thought we were, I didn't realize we were putting a bow on Thursday Night Football. Oh, oh. well, is there anything else you'd like to say about Thursday Night Football, Greg? Mm. Start Michael Gallup tonight? No. Jeff Swain? Uh-uh. I think he's injured. He's injured. <laughs> what about that guy on, what about that, that no-name tight end on, Ben Johnson, is that his name? Who's the guy that's on New Orleans that caught a touchdown and they did the office thing? That was, all right, you're like, you're like mixing up Thanksgiving games and players and all this. Wasn't him? Trey Quinn was the one who caught the touchdown for Washington. He did the office thing. That wasn't who I met. It was Dan Arnold. That guy. No. Not Ben Johnson. Whenever I see his name, I just think of Sam Darnold. Sure. Dan Arnold. Dan like, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. How, cl- how much closer can your name be to Sam <laughs> Darnold than Dan Arnold. Not much. Not, I'm not, I know a lot of people have asked about him, but I think that there are other tight ends that I'd rather stream this week. Just the John U. Smith, Matt Lacoste. I know Chris Herner has a tough matchup against Tennessee, but he's seen a higher target share. He just saw a season high, eight targets, seven receptions one week ago uh, with Josh McCown as the quarterback, but Sam Darnold is going to be back. Tougher matchup against Tennessee. There are just tight ends that I like better. I'm keeping my eye on him just to see because Ben Watson is kind of getting phased out here. One of, uh, you know, Fantasy Taz's favorite tight ends coming into the season. Ben Watson not doing much for the New Orleans Saints. So, I got my eye on Dan Arnold, but I'm not really expecting much. Maybe in a deeper league, just, you stash him. If you, if you create the Wombo, it really is just Darnold. Darnold. You know, I'm in, I'm in the Wombos. Word combos. Very good. There you go. Darnold. Darnold. Greg, how, do, how, would you say, how would you rate uh, our first segment here in terms of stats? We've given a lot of stats, right? I, a lot of stats. Decent enough. A decent amount of stats, right? I'd say so, yeah. Just we're, we're, we're regurgitating stats, right? Do you, do you think I'm just staring at a computer looking at stats that we're doing? Yeah. Anybody can do this. There you go. This is the Mike Clay edition of the Fantasy BFFs. So we're going to stare mm-hmm. at the computer uh-huh. and we're just going to read not the stats gonna look right at the off camera. the screen for you. We are boring. Not looking at the camera. Boring. Not having fun. Not boring. trying to be animated. Mm-hmm. We're just regurgitating uh-huh. stats. You know, you know what's interesting about regurgitating mm-hmm. stats, Greg? You have to understand the stats. You have to know where to find the stats. Right. You have to have the work ethic to look up the stats. Yeah. You have to have patience. You got to go home and, you know, while you might want to play Fortnite, you might want to kiss your Julio Jones poster before you go to sleep at night. Right. You got to put in the work, Greg. You got to be able to look stats up. That's well, where, you know, you know Ventura, I, you know, he, he did great yesterday rapping. That's the one thing I'll say about yesterday. He did great rapping. No, he didn't. No, no, Greg, he did a great job. Like, you know what? 
I'm not like you. I'll give credit where it's due. Yeah. did a great job yeah. singing The Way I Am by Eminem. What? So if fantasy doesn't work out for Ventura, he can, he can always turn to rap. But let's not forget, Greg. Yeah. Let's not forget how far Ventura's come in his rap career. Chris what, Bavona. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? Chris Bavona, if you're down there, if you're listening, send you a little email with uh, one of Chris Ventura's first freestyles. Sure. He's, uh, he's come a long way. So I'll give, I'll give him credit. He killed it yesterday, singing the way I am. Looked like he was about to teleport back to 8 Mile. Ben, uh, Bavona, hit me with it. This is dropping bars for, dropping for the speeds and the cypher. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. So far, pretty good. I like the beat. Listen to it. Fancy freestyle. Uh. FNTSY Radio Final Five. Yeah. Getting ready to go into 2018. I got the young homie to close the Chris Venture. Uh. Go ahead, Chris. Shout out to the cypher, Dilly Dilly. We taking it down. It's your boy and the exec every year. We hold on. Let me restart. Let me restart. I messed that shit up. I messed that shit. Oh, he messed it up. Oh, the restart. All right. Restart. That's how freestyle. Shout out to the cypher, Dilly Dilly, for staying strong. It ain't. It ain't speeds. It's your boy, the exec. But we can hold down the. Hold down the bars. It's not your thing. It's not your thing. It's not your thing. Chris. good too. Oh boy. Oh boy. Vona, can we play that again real quick? You know what's interesting? We, real quick. We only got a minute. In regards to the way play, I am. Play, play. I, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We just got to hear it one more time. Dropping balls. This is dropping balls, dropping for, balls. for speeds and the cypher. Well, one more time. Cypher. I messed that shit I mean, he killed this. <laughs> he killed quick, it. Oh. Okay. Here we go. One more time. Shout out, shout out to the cypher, Dilly Dilly, for staying strong. It ain't, it ain't speeds. It's your boy, the exec, but we can hold down the... Hold down the bars. Hold down the bars. Hold Hold down the stats, the table, the mic. Corey said yesterday, don't get into a pissing contest with a skunk. Corey, I want all the smoke, baby. Give me all the smoke. Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, whoever you could think about that smokes, I want it, baby. Let's go. Bring the smoke. Let's go. Coming up next, Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries will join the program. Stick around. Your Melvin Gordon injury update. Coming up next, we know who Melvin Gordon is. Does, does the other show? Be back after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What was that? Part of the song? That was Virginia. <laughs> All right, I guess she's ready to rock. Joining us today over from Inside Injuries, it's our good buddy, Virginia Zakis of InsideInjuries.com. What's going on, Virginia? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? Doing well. Awesome. So, the number one question that we have gotten this week as players prepare for the fantasy playoffs is what is the deal with Melvin Gordon? So I ask you, because I obviously have no idea. Hopefully you do. What's up with Melvin Gordon? So he's dealing with an MCL sprain. We're picking up a grade two injury, which indicates a moderate sprain. And that comes with a four-week optimal recovery time. Um, The bad news here is that means that he won't be healthy to return until around week 16. Um, He could return sooner than that. I think probably week 15 is the soonest he might try to play. But if he does, he's not going to be anywhere near 100%. His injury risk is obviously very high right now. Um, It was actually high even before this MCL sprain. Um, So there was already some level of concern with him now it's even higher his health performance factor is poor so if he stepped on the field in the next week or two he obviously would not play very well um so unfortunately until the last few weeks of the season we don't think he's going to be ready to play and that's what we've said all along greg and i know that i've thrown this date out there i know virginia just mentioned week 15 but that's week 15 against the chiefs 
That's a very pivotal game in terms of NFL standings. It's an AFC West matchup, obviously. So I think that Melvin Gordon's going to try and be back for that game, but if he's not healthy, they have no reason to rush him. It still looks like they're going to have that wild, sp- uh, wild card spot locked down. So Week 15, maybe, but you don't want to be too cautiously optimistic when it comes to yeah. these injuries. Virginia, A.J. Green, uh, an- another big-name player, second-round draft pick for a lot of people this year. When he's been on the field, He's been great. He obviously now has to deal with a backup quarterback and Jeff Driscoll throwing him the football. But A.J. Green came out yesterday and said that he will play. Is it smart of A.J. Green to be playing this soon? Yes, we actually have some good news here. Um, We originally gave him a five-week optimal recovery time, which means week 13 was around when we thought he should return. Um, His health performance factor also moved from below average to above average yesterday, which is um, very significant. So we actually think he's going to play pretty well um, when he takes the field this weekend. Now, the one thing I am concerned about is that his injury risk still is high. This is an easily aggravated injury. Um, Every single movement a wide receiver makes um, starts with the big toe, whether it's pushing off, jumping, um, cutting, running a route, literally every movement. Uh, relates to the big toe, so it won't take much to aggravate this injury. But as long as he's on the field and he doesn't re-injure it, he should be good to go. All right, so A.J. Green should be ready to rock as long as he can just stay healthy. Now, the connection between him and Jeff Driscoll, uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what that becomes, Frankie. But if you're an A.J. Green owner, are you just plugging him back in the lineup, no questions asked, week 13? It's not necessarily no questions asked, because normally A.J. Green with Andy Dalton as his quarterback and now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Andy Dalton's a great quarterback, but is he better than Jeff Driscoll? I can confidently say that. So he's not the top 12 wide receiver that he normally is. I think I have him barely inside my top 20. So he's more of a mid-range wide receiver two than the normal wide receiver one that we, that we normally see from A.J. Green. All right, let's head out to Baltimore, Virginia, where uh, I, I know we didn't throw uh, the Gus Bus on the list, but Alex Collins is hurt. It was hurt, didn't play this past week, and... Now the whole backfield in Baltimore is all screwed up. What's the latest in Baltimore? So Alex Collins, we're showing a grade one foot injury. Um, The good news is the optimal recovery time for that is only two to three weeks. But after he missed practice yesterday, I am a little bit concerned that this is a more serious injury than we initially picked up. Um, We'll need to watch watch him uh, closely over the next few days at practice, but I would not be surprised if he misses another game. Um, Foot injuries are just really tough to play through. They're hard it's going to be hard to generate any power with his lower body because you can't push off quite as well if you're dealing with a foot injury. So I am concerned there. Um, Gus is dealing with an ankle injury mispractice yesterday. I'm hoping, hoping it's just more precautionary than anything, but again, his practice status today and tomorrow will tell us a lot. Um, if he misses practice today, I think uh, we need to consider him truly questionable for this weekend, but he finished out the game last weekend um, and hopefully he'll be good to go. Your boy. Alex Collins. Yeah, Alex Collins. What a letdown that was. Very similar to Kenyon Drake. Uh, the coach just doesn't want to use him. But uh, in terms of the Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, there was some speculation yesterday that it was just a precautionary, like we're going to give him a day off. So again, Virginia's right. Let's see what happens. If, if he doesn't practice today, then it's a little bit more serious than they were leading on. But as of yesterday, a lot of uh, Baltimore beat writers were saying that it was precautionary for the Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. Virginia, I want to ask you about Mitchell Trubisky. He's already been ruled out for Week 13. Chase Daniel will start in his place. He's dealing with a shoulder injury, but they apparently, you know, they're just playing it safe with Trubisky. They have big matchups coming up against the Vikings and the Los Angeles Rams, which could have playoff implications for them as well. But fantasy owners need Mitchell Trubisky. He's been one of the gems this year for fantasy purposes. Uh, you know, he's a top 10 quarterback this year because of what he could do with his legs as well. So should we expect Mitchell Trubisky to be back in week 14? We're showing a four-week optimal recovery time for this injury, which means if he returns next week, we don't think he'll be anywhere near 100%. Um, These throwing shoulder injuries are just so tough to recover from. Um, A lot of the time, quarterbacks feel like they're getting better. They've taken a few days off. But then once they start throwing again, it kind of flares up. Um, They start dealing with more soreness and stiffness, which of course is tough to play through. Um, It sounds like that's what happened last week. He thought he was making progress and had a bit of a setback. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he started to pick up um, his activity level again this week and then felt more soreness um, kind of in a bad way, not in a good, you know, I've just been doing a lot of work kind of way. Um, So I don't think we can guarantee that he'll be ready next week, especially because he's already been ruled out this early in the week. So pretty concerned. Um, His health performance factor is also below average right now. So if he returns in the next week or two, I don't expect him to play quite as well um, due to that shoulder injury. 
Greg, ding, 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 ding. Virginia hits the nail on the head once again. She mentioned injuries to the throwing shoulder of a quarterback. Can I remind you of a name? Andrew Luck? I can, I can remind you what I said yesterday and what Frank Reich is doing with Andrew Luck is just dumb. Yeah. He's trying to get that shoulder hurt again. But this sucks for Trubisky and all the pieces around him. You know, we, we mentioned Anthony Miller as a pickup. Obviously, we can't predict injuries, but this obviously affects all the, the receiving weapons around. Like, Chase Daniels isn't going to throw the ball down the field. I think, honestly, I think it helps Tariq Cohen a lot. We just saw him catch a touchdown last week on Thanksgiving against the Detroit Lions, going up against the Giants, who have bled fantasy points to opposing running backs since they lost Max Harrison. Jordan Howard is in play for another good matchup here, but I can't recommend him as anything higher than a flex option because he's been terrible. But it's really just Tariq Cohen, and who else do you trust in this offense right now? Because, you know, like, Nobody. Trey Burton had seven targets last week, but he did nothing with those targets. Jordan Howard's obviously been horrific, so it's, it's very tough. It's really just Tariq Cohen in the flex for me. Yeah, I'm with you. We're talking to Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries. Virginia, I want to go back to Baltimore here for a moment. With the quarterback, there's been a lot of speculation there if Joe Flacco will ever get his job back. But I think the right question that we want to ask you, will he ever be healthy enough to get his job back? So the Ravens haven't said too much about his exact hip injury, but our team believes that there could be a partial tear to the labrum. Um, If that's the case, he could try to play through it later in the season, but there would be a high, high risk of aggravation. Um, It's very possible he'll need surgery after the offseason if that's what's happening here. Um, And of course, it's going to be tough to play through. Um, You can't All of your lower body movements are affected. Um, Getting power behind throws is affected. His accuracy would be hurt. Um, So I'm very concerned if he does try to play through this injury this year because we picked up a few little things that indicate that this really is a pretty serious injury. He just wants to get out there and play. Um, I hope they don't take the risk with him if that's the case, but who knows. Especially with Lamar Jackson in a good spot this week, Greg, in Atlanta, on the fast track, inside the Dome. Grew up as a Michael Vick fan himself as well. So I think, you know, in that stadium, playing in Atlanta, I think he's going to want to show out. You know, I've already talked about Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers this week. Lamar Jackson over Tom Brady this week. He's inside my top 12 of the quarterback position. I'm going to continue to ride the Lamar Jackson uh, train as long as I possibly could. Virginia, I want to ask you about uh, another running back here. Uh, a running back who's played very well this year, too. A rookie running back in on Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now, he hasn't practiced. I don't think that we're expecting him to be back this week. And there are some implications here that obviously uh, affect other running backs. LeGarrette Blunt. Look, LeGarrette Blunt. we know that he's a plotter. We know what he is at this point. But he just saw, what, 18, 19 touches a week ago on Thanksgiving. 100 total yards and two touchdowns. And now he gets a good matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. I know they're likely playing from behind, but if you look at it on paper, it's a great matchup for running backs. So we're not expecting Carryon Johnson this week, correct? And if that's the case, LeGarrette Blount could get in the mix. Do we see Carryon Johnson again this year? So we're showing a healthy to return date around week 15. Um, he missed practice again yesterday, is not expected to play week 13. Um, the good news is an MRI showed that all ligaments are intact and he's dealing with a knee sprain. Um, but unfortunately, that does mean that there was a partial tear to one of the ligaments. Um, fortunately, it's one that can heal on its own. But with a four-week optimal recovery time, he should not return before week 15. If he does, he will be at a higher risk of suffering another injury. Um this sounds a little bit similar to Cooper Cup. I don't want to indicate that he could come out and tear his ACL like Cup did, but there is a risk if the if your knee is looser than it was that you're going to suffer another more serious injury if you return too soon. And we did think Cup returned a week or two too soon. So it's important here that Johnson misses the next few weeks. Um, after that, he should be good to go the last few weeks of the season, um, but not going to play this week. Um, he's an elevated injury risk right now, right on the border of high risk. So too soon, um, but hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll see him back out there. Virginia, you, I don't know if you're a superstitious person, but you, you mentioned torn ACL in the same sentence as carry on Johnson. So if you are just please, after the show, whatever you could do to make sure that that doesn't happen, uh, would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> We're talking to Virginia Zagas here of Inside Injuries. You can could, you could check uh, all of them out, all the information they provide out. We've been doing it all season long, and it's been absolutely fantastic. Let's go to Miami, Frank, where Kenyon Drake's been our guy at the end of both last season and this season. And I saw him writhing in pain, Virginia. I'm like, oh, my God. Season he's over. Done. He's over. He's I'm screwed. Over. And then one series later, he's back. Now, he didn't get any contact in practice last week. They've already announced he's not going to have any contact in practice this week he was given uh, a limited designation yesterday so what are you seeing on the latest on Kenny and Drake in that shoulder 
So I think this is one of those cases where by trying to play through the injury, he's making it worse and he's causing it to linger. Had he taken a week or two off, I think he'd probably be pretty healthy and could be good to go. Um, but because he hasn't, his overall injury risk is still elevated. Um, you know, if he keeps taking big hits, he falls hard on that shoulder, he's going to continue to aggravate it and it's not going to get healthy until the off season. Um, the good news is his health performance factor does fall into that peak category. So if he's on the field, we think he's going to play pretty well, but it won't take much for him to re-aggravate his shoulder and uh, be forced out of the game. He was limited yesterday, going to be no contact this week, which I don't think it's that big of a deal to go through practice without um, contact. If he plays, he should still be able to play pretty well. But again, this is going to be a lingering injury that I don't think is going to heal before the season is over. Virginia, I'm just going to keep the theme going here while we're talking about running backs and Marlon Mack dealing with a concussion for the Indianapolis Colts. They're set to face the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. Who expected that coming into the season? Uh, but if he can't go, then we're looking at guys like Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. But we need to know if Marlon Mack can go because he's playing behind a great offensive line. According to Football Outsiders, the third best run-blocking offensive line in football. I don't even know that Chris Venture knows what Football Outsiders is. But Virginia, what can you tell us about Marlon Mack? Is he going to be ready to go this week? Is he more of a two-week absence? What's going on with Marlon Mack? So right now we're showing a two-week optimal recovery time. He did not practice yesterday. Um, haven't seen any reports on him today, but if he misses practice again, I would consider him more doubtful than questionable to play this weekend. Um, I would say a majority of players can clear concussion protocol within two weeks, but one week is often pushing it. Um, so it's really tough to say without seeing his practice status, but Right now, he's a high injury risk. Um, he's also battled a ton of other injuries this year with his hamstring, foot, ankle. He had off-season sur shoulder surgery. So in addition to the concussion, there's plenty of other concerns here. It'd be best if he sits out this week, um, even if he gets pretty close to clearing concussion protocol. Big week for Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins, Gregory. Potentially so. I, mean, I love Naheem Hines this week against Jacksonville. I think it's a good spot for him, uh, very much on him. I know he's a Jordan Wilkins guy earlier in the year. I learned from my mistakes. That's all I can say about that. Before we were talking to Virginia, Frank, you and I were talking about DJ Moore and how much Devin Funches' injury affects DJ Moore and his productivity. Devin Funches returned to practice today, Virginia. Will he be ready to rock on Sunday? So it looks like he could play, but we're showing a three-week optimal recovery time, which means we don't think he should return until week 14. Um, really important to see how he responds to practice since this is the first time he's been back since he originally hurt his back. But he's a high injury risk right now, and his health performance factor is below average, so I don't expect him to play very well if he does take the field this weekend. More DJ Moore? Greg, join me. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's news to our ears. I have DJ Moore ranked inside my top 20 at the wide receiver position this week. Very excited about what he's done to this point. And obviously, it'll only help his fantasy production if guys like DJ Moore, uh, if guys like Devin Funches do not play in this matchup. Virginia, I want to ask you about Traquan Smith. Obviously, uh, it seems like he's going to be good to go tonight, Thursday Night Football. I wanted to sneak this one in to make sure that we get it. A lot of people excited about Traquan Smith. What he normally does at home, I will mention that playing in Dallas, they're still inside of a dome. They're playing on the fast track. So that still could put Traquan Smith in play tonight as a wide receiver three, assuming he's healthy. Virginia, what does inside injury say about Traquan Smith? So we're still showing an elevated injury risk. Um, dealing with a foot injury, he has not hit his optimal recovery time yet. So there is some concern that this could be easily aggravated. He also still comes with a below average health performance factor. So I don't think he's going to play his best if he does take the field tonight. Of course, anyone who's playing in this offense can have pretty high upside, um, but I, I don't trust him quite yet. Foot injuries are tough to play through. Um, kind of like we, we said with A.J. Green, it's a different injury, of course, but foot injuries... Um, can be easily aggravated with any sort of lower body movement. So I don't trust him yet, but by next week, he should so show significant improvement. Great. This is exactly what we mentioned earlier when we were previewing this game, where if you play somebody in tonight's game and you need to win to get in, the worst thing that can happen to you is Traquan Smith re-injures his foot early, early on, on in the game, yep. mm -hmm. and then you end up getting a donut out of him. So he's very high risk, high reward. We know what the reward can be from Traquan Smith, but because of the risk, I have him at exactly wide receiver 36. I think there's just too much risk for tonight. I completely agree with that. Virginia, we have time for one more question. Frank, which one should it be? We have two choices. Uh, what do we got? Is it Vance McDonald or Deshaun Jackson? That's correct. Uh, let's go with Deshaun Jackson because that obviously affects guys like Adam Humphreys and Cameron Brake. All right, what's the latest on Deshaun Jackson, Virginia? 
So he went and got a second opinion on his thumb injury earlier in the week, but then he was limited at practice yesterday. So I'm hoping that that means he's not dealing with an injury that's overly serious. Um, He was seen wearing a brace on his thumb, which would help protect the thumb if he is dealing with um, a ligament sprain, but it also will make it tougher to catch passes if he has to play with a brace on his thumb. So I don't totally trust him. Um, and his his health performance factor is sitting in the below average category, and he's also a high injury risk. So it wouldn't take much for him to aggravate this thumb injury this weekend. All right, so it won't take all that much, which means he could be out. More targets potentially for our Cameron Brait, Adam Humphreys, and whoever on Tampa. Very excited about Humphreys this week, Greg. Uh, The Panthers have just given up a ton of fantasy production to wide receivers over the past month. The last time he faced them, remember, Greg, he scored two touchdowns in that matchup. Very excited about Adam Humphreys this week. He's inside my top 30. Virginia Zockets, inside injuries. We appreciate the time. Good luck this week. We'll talk to you next week for the playoffs. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good luck. Absolutely. Thank you so much. When we come back, we unveil Frank's quarterback and tight end rankings. Something that the fantasy frenzy should probably check out. It will help them. Frenzy. Fantasy frenzy. No, just frenzy. Just frenzy? Yeah. All right. Quarterback and tight end rankings coming your way next. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I heard the uh, promo that just played, Frank. Yeah, yeah, how could you not hear it? From yesterday's Fantasy Frenzy. Want to come over and cuddle us this weekend, Greg? Like we do every weekend. No, no, you come over and cook breakfast, but we don't cuddle together. Oh. Only cuddle with my fiance. But I'll I, invite you to cuddle. I, uh, you're my best friend forever. I'd love to cuddle with you, man. Yeah. My bad. Back with you on <laughs> Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Just a little, you know. Just a little moment behind the scenes. A little, little behind the scenes moment there. Do you uh, want to respond to anything? Anything you just heard about your your lack of uh, people seeing you on a Sunday? Uh, yeah, the one thing I said to Corey downstairs after he came down after the show, I said, Corey, you said a lot of things on the show. You were right about one of them. At 8 a.m. on a Sunday, I am cuddling my fiance. There's there's no doubt about that. But really, he meant yeah, 8 a.m. on a Sunday. What are you doing, Greg? Uh, uh, Certainly not cuddling. Well, poor Judy. Uh, but if you listen on Sundays, you probably, I mean, yeah, Corey's here. But, like, what is he actually offering you is the question. Because a little birdie told me. I got the touchdown sound. We got the touchdown sound. Touchdown. We got the buzzer. Everyone's yeah. excited. I got, I, got, I, got my, we got plenty of sounds, I got my birdies, Greggy. I got my birdies. A little birdie told me that, uh, birds, huh? that, that, a, that a few weeks ago, Corey told people to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Over Andrew Luck. You know, I heard that, Birdie, as well. On a Sunday. This is what we get excited about, people. Corey's getting you ready for fantasy football on a Sunday. This is Jake Seeley music. Telling you right, Patrick, when he's getting benched. Andrew Luck, three touchdowns, at least in eight straight games. We're starting right, Patrick Craig. This is what we're getting all excited about. Man, that's what we're doing on Sunday. That, that's the sound you're excited about, people? Are you kidding me? Greg, we got quarterback, we got tight end rankings. We do. And we also we your talk call- about fantasy football. We also have your calls, 844-843-6879. Um, Bob didn't get a chance to be on the morning after. Uh, he did listen to us in the frenzy yesterday, so I didn't okay. know his thoughts. Bob in Vermont, you're up first today. What's up, Bob? Hey, guys. Hey, I'm Bob. I'm happy with you, too. Why, why now? Pick on my homeboys with what? that. Pick so, on your homeboys? Homeboy did you, did you listen to their show yesterday? Bob, they've been poking yeah, the bear they... for the past month. I We're just responding. Bob. Hey, I listen to both of your shows. Yeah, and? I do. Right. I appreciate it. I know you. you but they're, you're all my friends. Stop fighting don't fight we are just Dude, we're still gonna, we're still gonna be your friends bob i mean you know at some point you got to defend yourself yeah. no what if, what if someone was pushing you around bob you're not gonna defend yourself yeah i will yeah definitely. that's exactly what we're doing no, so, no, we're, we're, we're not <laughs> yeah, but, you know not a little yeah but this is sounds like wfan they fight all the time over there i know it makes you upset bob 
That's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bob. We don't, don't want to make like you upset. We just want you to have a good time. No, I do like one thing I liked on your show today was Virginia. She's a very pretty lady. And Bobby, you know, she's a doctor. We, you know, let's move. I know, but she's a pretty doctor. I can't. Well, Maybe well, I could, uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk about that, Bob. I'm, I'm, Bob, we sorry. appreciate your sentiments. We appreciate you calling in, but it's time for rankings, Greg. No, it's time for Mike in California. What's going on, Mike? Let's go, Mike in California. What's up, Bud? We're the people's show. Okay, bye, guys. Goodbye, Bob. Goodbye. Do we have Mike? We have Mike, Big Mikey, out on the West Coast. Is it, is it for him? Oh, it might be. Hey, guys. First time, long time. Uh, just wanted to call and... Uh, He's back! Let's go! He's back! Woo! What's going on, Mike? <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, the show sounds like a lot of fun now. I, I'm kind of glad I'm not there. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't Skype in? You, didn't, you wouldn't have technology still? <laughs> uh, I... I could, but, you know, I figured I wanted to call and just surprise you guys, and if I Skyped in, it couldn't surprise you. That's true. That's true. We appreciate the surprise, Mike. Uh, as you know, Mike we were so Florio, surprised. We were so surprised, Florio. We took Bob in before you. <laughs> we took Bob in. <laughs> we didn't know who Mike, uh, Mike in California was, but, Mike, we know, that, we know that you write a column for NFL.com where you talk about a lot of stats. You talk about a lot of stats. You talk about, you know, slot receivers, their usage, and matchups that they can exploit. Um... I don't know if you heard, but apparently swag wins fantasy championships, not stats. So, uh, unfortunately, your uh, your column is dumb. Yeah, if I submit a, I'm actually working on my column right now, and if I submit it and be like, "Yo, you should, you know, get all swagged out before your fantasy playoffs," and like, I I would get fired, and there was no way they would ever post my article. So, but we take you I'm back. I'm here though. to tell you guys that. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you guys. That swag doesn't win you championships. It might, it might be cool. It might play up on a on a show, and, and you know, you might get people to laugh and stuff. But if you want to win chips, I'm with you guys. You need the stats. Now, my question, my question for you, Mikey, is: um, Do you have anything, any words of defense for your coworker, Michael Faviana? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's my. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> It's not Mike's area of expertise. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We support Fabs on the show. We're a Fabs supporting program. Fabs are actually my initials, Greg. Big fan of Fabs on this show, Mike. Just so you know. So if Fabs ever wants to pop on, we'd love to have him. I'll I'll let him know for sure. Absolutely. I just wanted to call in, though, and uh, throw a little fuel on this fire. I I heard yesterday people bashing air yards on that other show. Yeah. Those guys don't even know how to look up air yards, so that's why they can't recite that. I mean, that's, that's normally the case, right? When, when you don't understand something, Greg, and, and you're scared of it, you got to bash it. That's, I mean, that's, that's been the radio model for years. I, you know, I brought up Mike Francesi yesterday. He, he scoffs at stats because he doesn't understand them, Greg. Are you call so, it? Uh, yeah, it's it's no, more no, I'm the same. not saying they don't understand it. I'm pretty sure they, no, they don't, don't, don't understand know where it. to go to look up air yards. No, they don't understand it. I have no idea what it means. Hey, Florio, do you have any, uh, do you have any words for, for Chris Venture while you're here? Uh, I tagged him in a tweet last night with air yards and gave him a little wink. But again, he couldn't play in that air yard league because he probably doesn't know where to look up air yards. But he could stare at his computer and just read. Oh, I'm sure he could. The reading stats is easy. It, it's, you know, using them to give good fantasy advice that I don't think he's mastered yet. So we have every, every day, um, every Thursday, we do the Fantasy Hour on NBA Twitch. You can check it out actually later today, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and we, host, we do a fantasy feud. As you know, Florio, I'm a big fan of game shows, so we host the game show. Uh, Chris Ventures appeared on said game show uh, two times, three times? Uh, I think three times. Three times. Uh, do you know his record in those three games, Mike? Well, since you brought it up, I'm going to guess it's 0-3. That is correct! Do you know what our, my BFF, Frank Stample's record is? Well, if they're playing each other, I'm going to guess he's 3 0. I'm actually he's four actually 4 0 because he beat Maria Marino as well. Oh, look at you, Frank. Now, I, I, I'm just calling to throw. I want to have some fun and throw some fuel in the fire. I love Corey and Venture. Those are, those are my guys. And with that, we uh, say goodbye to Florio. But I'm always on Team BFF. Mike, when are you, uh, when are you coming you in come, next, man? You don't come to my twice. guys. Frank, I only played you twice. What's up? <laughs> Not three times. All right. We're going to anyway. Adventures opening up the, the chiming in floodgates. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed to chime I'm in. I'm just saying. Basketball is my third sport. It's football, baseball, my and My third basketball. sport, too. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, we appreciate you calling in, bud.
Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. And uh, wait, 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 before you go, before you go, before you go, a uh, couple things. One, when's the next time you're coming in? Um, and the second, th- uh, second question is, uh, you've been the slot guy all season long. You write columns about it uh, over NFL.com. We uh, suggest all of our listeners and watchers and viewers check out Florio's com- uh, column. It'll come out later today on NFL.com. Uh, give us one name that we need to know for this weekend, Mike. So the first question, when I'm coming back, probably not until, like, April at the earliest. Wow, but, okay. And when I do come back, I will... 100% pop in, Greggy. Okay. And one name that you need to know this week, I think, is uh, Bruce Ellington. He's taken over the slot uh, role ever since they traded Golden Tate. It took a couple weeks, but he is now really their primary slot receiver. And the Rams have been absolutely torched by all receivers, but primarily slot receivers over the last few weeks. So, And Tlaib coming back doesn't really negate the slot there. So Bruce Ellington is a sleeper I like a lot this week. Like it. There you go. Bruce Ellington, the sleeper. The targets have been there. The receptions have been there. Let's see if we can get some more yards, maybe a touchdown for Bruce Ellington this week. That is Michael Florio. Check him out. NFL.com. It's a column each and every week. There's great work over at the NFL Network as well. Uh, it's our guy in our forever BFF. Greg, you don't have to give me plugs, man. I what? just honestly wanted to call why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I give you plugs, man? Of course I'm going to give you a plug. I'm just saying. You don't have to. Like You're, you're treating me like a real guest. I, I don't, you don't need to do Mike that. Mike doesn't like that. He just wants to be part of the crew. He wants to be part of the crew. Should I change the back? Should I change the background back for you? Nah. <laughs> Although I will say I, I like the three man one better than the two man one. I understand, man. Yeah, of well, course he's gonna say. Well, uh, we miss you, buddy, uh, and we'll talk. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. We miss. I miss you, and uh, let's go, Edwin Diaz. Let's go, Eddie Diaz. <laughs> Fair enough. A little All too right. early for baseball here. I'm excited to get your baseball thought, James Pax. Wait, James Paxton, you're a Paxton guy. He's uh. on the Yankees. This is great. Oh, yeah, Mike is actually furious about that. I'm very sad. (laughs) I'm furious. I'm just sad. You know, I saw a stat, guys, that um, James Paxton, older than Madison Bumgarner. Crazy. Is that good? Does that stat matter or no? I don't know. Should it? I mean, I I think we got to ask the stat police on the next show. (laughs) There it is, Mike Florio. I want to get get to to your rankings, Frankie. Uh, The best fantasy five. So that's Mike Florio. Uh, As I said, NFL.com. Please do check him out. Frank, continue your rankings right now. I have, them avail- I have them open. They're over at rotoexperts.com. I want to quickly do the things that are surprising me, the, that are the biggest differences between everybody else. And we'll start with the big two, Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson. You have Philip Rivers inside your top 10. You have Russell Wilson outside of your top 10. How come? Yeah, I think this just comes down to game flow and what I'm expecting from these, the two opposite sides here. And I just think the Chargers and the Steelers, uh, they have a game total over 50 right now. So I think we see some back and forth. I know the Steelers' defense has played better as of late, but... Phillip Rivers, you know, I talk about Tyler Lockett, Greg, that Tyler Lockett gets no respect. Phillip Rivers, he doesn't get any respect either. The guy has thrown for multiple touchdowns in every single game this season. Why isn't he a top 10 quarterback in a game where he's going to go up against Ben? You know that there's going to be points scored. There's a 50-point total here. And then on the other side, Russell Wilson, he's made the most. He's maximized his fantasy output based on his, uh, for his, uh, passing attempts. He doesn't throw the ball all that much. He's not rushing the football as much this year. It's a solid matchup against San Francisco, but really, I'm just looking at it. How much is Russell Wilson going to have to do at home against San Francisco? They're double-digit favorites. He can throw for two, 225 yards and two touchdowns maybe, but to me, that's just going to that's gonna sneak him inside the top 12. I don't think he has huge upside, so I, I'm going to lower him a little bit. I don't think that the uh, Seahawks need him to do much. Phillip Rivers, Come on, guys. Give this guy some respect. He deserves some respect. And without Melvin Gordon, maybe we'll be passing it even a little bit more uh, this week. Will the Chargers against Pittsburgh in what should be a good game. Sunday Night Football. You have to love Phillip Rivers in that one. Wish Melvin Gordon was healthy, man. Would have been such a fun game. to watch. It's still going to be a fun game to watch, but... As promised yesterday, Frankie has Aaron Rodgers outside his top 12. He's ranked number 14. Tom Brady also outside the top 12. He's ranked at 16. Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield inside the top 15 as well, Frank. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and he's not going to play. And uh, yeah, well, I got to update that. I just got the information today. Greg. <laughs> uh, but for for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you know, you, you killed me for it last year. This could come back to bite me. But Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he just hasn't done much. 198 yards and a touchdown a week ago. A tough matchup against the Vikings. I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers here, similar to Russell Wilson. How much is he going to have to do against the Arizona Cardinals? And not only that, he just hasn't been himself this year. He's you know he's not turning the ball over, but he's also not having these monster three, four touchdown games. Dak Prescott, we talked about him at the top of the show. Rushing touchdown in five of his last six. He's throwing the ball much better now that Amari Cooper has become part of the 
Dallas Cowboys organization. And then Baker Mayfield is kind of sandwiched right in between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Brady going up against Minnesota. You can argue that, you know, this is this is a pretty this is a pretty big game for the New England Patriots. But again, it's a tough matchup. It was a big game for Aaron Rodgers a week ago as well. What did he do in that matchup? Not much. I know we kind of say this about uh, Tom Brady every single year, that he's getting close to the end. This year might actually be it. You see him just missing throws that he doesn't normally miss. He's not putting up the big games either. The Minnesota Vikings allowing something like, you know, the third, fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season. So for all those reasons, I'm going to trust Baker Mayfield. I think there's going to be some back and forth between Watson and Baker. I think that's a very fun game. He's going to Houston, where I think the Texans are going to be able to put up points. That means Baker might be playing from behind. Maybe you get a turnover out of him, but another guy. He's thrown for multiple touchdowns in five straight games. Baker Mayfield, that is. So I'll take him over Tom Brady. I don't know if I can start Baker over Rodgers, uh, but I'm, I'm stripping the names off the back of the jerseys at this point, Greg. All right, and with that, we say goodbye on YouTube. We appreciate you watching. The Frenzy's up next. Corey Parson, Jim Day, and Chris Venture will have you covered there. Uh, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, we uh, continue on. For another four minutes or so, like, subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a comment. If you are listening live on the radio, we go another three and a half minutes or so. Frankie, let me get into your tight end rankings now. As what stands out to me, George Kittle, outside your top five. Last week, we were talking about how he was really top three. He's now outside the top five. How come? This is just a product of the players around him and the fact that Eric Ebron obviously gets elevated to being a top five tight end at this point because there's no Jack Doyle. We know that he's landed on IR and Eric Ebron in the games where Jack Doyle has missed, he's averaged 10 targets per game, Greg. So you put that on top of what he's already doing inside the red zone. Very excited about what Eric Ebron is going to do for the rest of the season. He's the top five tight end. And then Cameron Brait. This is just going up against Carolina. This is the best matchup for tight ends all season long. They've allowed the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. They've allowed the most touchdowns to opposing tight ends. So Cameron uh, Cameron Bray is just in a great spot here. I still like George Kittle, but he just gets lower because I like those other tight ends a little bit more. All right, so Cameron Bray gets into the top five. George Kittle outside the top five. But again, you're going to start him, uh, certainly, if you have him. As I continue down Frankie's rankings, which you can check out over at rotoexperts.com. Frankie mentioned before, Trey Burton, you're just not relying on him right now. And he's actually outside your top 12 tight ends this week. Yeah, I have him at 13. I'm going to lower him even more now that we have the news that Chase Daniel is going to start this week. Uh, we were getting a question inside the chat. Austin Hooper or Trey Burton? I'm going to go with Austin Hooper. The Ravens' defense has been very stout all season long. But as of late, they've given up some fantasy production to opposing tight ends. They've allowed a touchdown in four of their last five games. And then I have Kyle Rudolph, who just sneaks inside the top 12. Look, Kyle Rudolph has been a bust this year. He hasn't done what I wanted him to do. He hasn't done what you've wanted him to do. But it's a pretty good matchup against the New England Patriots here. Uh, and he actually saw his usage bounce back last season, uh, last week against the Green Bay Packers. He saw seven targets, caught all seven for 63 yards. So I guess I'm going back to the Kyle Rudolph well. I just trust him a little bit more than Trey Burton and guys like Fans McDonald who are banged up. Um, and then we have a few other tight ends a little bit lower. I don't know if there's uh, any any of these guys that you want to touch on. Greg. Well, what I really wanted to ask you, you have Tyler Higby at 23 and Gerald Everett at 18. How did you decide which Rams tight end to rank higher and, and why such a difference between the two of them? Yeah, so this is pretty much going to be a shot in the dark. Like, uh, But I'm going to go with Gerald Everett, the guy who scored two touchdowns the last time out that we saw him play. But Higby had a career high, I believe, in receptions and yards. He did, he did. But uh, Gerald Everett, if you look at it on the season, um, Tyler Higby's the one that's on the field, but he's the blocking tight end. So, so Gerald Everett is actually on the field a lot less, but he runs more routes. So he's actually the one that they view as the pass catcher. So I'm just going based on, give me the pass catcher, give me the guy that's coming off the game where he actually scored two touchdowns, while Higby you know, did post uh, those, those targets, receptions, and yards, Greg. He's not the one scoring the touchdowns. Uh, and when it comes to tight end, what do we say? You're looking for the, go- the guy that can score the touchdown. Give me Gerald Everett on the... Number three scoring offense in the entire NFL. That's the Los Angeles Rams. There you go. Thursday night football tonight. Frank, who you got? I think I think the New Orleans Saints win this game quite handily. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Cowboys make some noise. But I like the over most if we're just talking about from a game. I agree. I'll take the over and I'll also take New Orleans. The Frenzy's up next. For Frank Stample, my name is Greg Sussman. Thanks you so much for watching the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. hope.